and welcome to another Bible in Business video series episode. I'm Bill English, and I'm the publisher here at Bible in Business, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, we are in the fourth of a 30-part series right now uh, from my book, Biblical Wisdom for Business Leaders, 30 Sayings from Proverbs. So what I did was I wrote a book uh, and applied it to business leadership from the 30 sayings in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 17, all the way through the end of chapter 24, which is really verse 34. And so there's 30 sayings there. I wrote the book. I applied it to business leaders and business owners. And uh, today is the part four of this 30-part series. And the title of today's episode is Do Not Steal. So before we get started today, however, I'd just like to have you head over to BibleandBusiness.com, check out my website, and of course, look at you, you're welcome to you know, participate in my Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, and uh, my Twitter handle, uh, but you're also welcome to uh, email me, Bill at BibleandBusiness.com. It's not uncommon for somebody who watches a video or listens to this podcast uh, to uh get a hold of me and say, hey, here's what's happening in my business or here's what's happening with my career. And uh, and we kind of talk it through. I pay it forward with people. Um, and so if you'd like to uh, just talk about a situation in business with me, I'm happy uh, to have that conversation with you. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, <clears throat> we're we're going to look at the topic of not stealing. And this really comes in two different Proverbs uh, one is from chapter 22, verses 28, and the other one is chapter 23, verses 10 and 11. Let's read them both. 22, 28 reads like this. Do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your ancestors. Oh, okay. And uh, chapter 23, 10 and 11 says this. Do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless, for their redeemer is strong and he will plead their cause against you. So with these two sayings, I think our attention is directed back really towards protecting the poor. And, and you got to remember that this is an, an uh, agrarian society. So protecting the fields of the widows and the fatherless is a common theme in Proverbs. And you can see some of the citations there on, on the slide. And that's because the econom when, when you're economically disadvantaged with limited financial resources, it was going to be difficult to have someone represent you in legal disputes. And so people coming in and moving boundary stones, that was, they didn't have fences back then. They didn't have GPS. So they would set up these, these stones that obviously could be moved. And so when you moved the stone, you were actually stealing or taking land. So let's say that, that the field next to you has 40 acres and you have 40 acres. And over the next two or three years, you move the stones maybe 100 feet each year so that no one really notices. And over time, you maybe pick up a four, a, a one or two or three acres that way. And you're basically incrementally stealing land from the other person. And when you do that, it's really difficult to prove. And if you are a widow or you're fatherless, uh, it really becomes uh, economically almost, uh, you're almost unable to hire the legal help that you need in order to even take uh, the matter to court. So 
Under Mosaic law, tribal territories were set by sacred lot and they were not to be moved. And so moving that ancient boundary stone here or moving an ancient landmark and basically entering the fields of the fatherless by moving the landmark so that you had more land and they had less land, uh, that is a sin. And uh, in at least in verse 11, it says, for their, their, their redeemer is strong, God's going to know about it, and he's going to bring the case against you if you do this. So we need to understand that this is a form of stealing, moving the ancient boundary stones. But in the larger topic of stealing, uh, we need to first understand that this violates our relationship with God and it violates our relationship with our fellow man. So stealing isn't just about, you know, I want this and I, I you know, what you have I want, so I'm going to take it from you. It's really first and foremost a violation of relationship. And then secondly, robbery or stealing expresses discontent with God's provision and disregard for his generosity to others. So if God has given to others more than what he's given to you and I, and we think that we deserve it, and then we go and steal it from them, kind of the Robin Hood thing, robbing from the rich and giving it to the poor, there is a flavor in there where we're actually expressing discontent with God's provision for us and God's provision for the other person. Uh, I also want to just make a note here that stealing betrays our love for materialism that is really antithetical to our covenant relationship with God. What we have is a, is, is a result of God's generosity and our love should be reserved for God and for others. We really shouldn't be loving the material things uh, that we have. And finally, as, <clears throat> as is pretty much commonly known, stealing is a violation of private property. Moving a boundary stone not only robs what rightfully belongs to the other, but also reduces the other's ability to provide for his family. You know, so, so going back to my illustration of moving the boundary stone, say 100 feet every year, and after three to five years, maybe you picked up another two or three acres, um, you're also limiting what that other person has in order to provide for his family. So it's selfish and it's wrong and it's not something that should be a part of the part of the Christian life. Now just a few more notes here. When it comes to business, um, those who steal intellectual property, this 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 has intellectual property in view. This whole thing about not moving an ancient boundary stone set up, in other words, not stealing, uh, this is very much in view uh, in terms of covering intellectual property. So one method of stealing, which is becoming very common in our churches, is plagiarism. And this is where a pastor takes a sermon that has been preached by somebody else and he preaches it for his own, and he doesn't give credit where credit is due. It's one thing to say, you know, I'm going to preach this sermon by G. Campbell Morgan, or by Martin Lloyd-Jones, or by John Calvin, or by, you know, just put in the name. And I just want you all to know that I've put some of my material in, but I'll let you know when I'm using uh, the other's material. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. But uh, if you just say, I'm going to grab this sermon preached by Andy Stanley, you know, 40 years ago, and I'm going to preach it as my own, 
that's not only a form of stealing, it's also a form of lying. You're, you're saying to the congregation, this is my work, when it really isn't. And so you, you really want to pay, uh, uh, stay away from that. And if you're a pastor who happens to be watching this, I'm just going to say, you know, do your own material. You know, do you. Don't do somebody else. And if you're accustomed to taking somebody else's sermon notes or major sections of another person's sermon and, and presenting it as your own, then you need to really take a long step back and ask the Lord, am I stealing and am I lying? And uh, then I think you need to respond as God tells you. So not only is this stealing happening in the church in terms of intellectual property, but it also happens in business. Uh, and it happens in business most often when we take ideas from somebody else and we present it as our own idea. We don't want to do that. <clears throat> if somebody else comes up with the idea, then we need to be the ones uh, to say, hey, this is a great idea, but it wasn't mine. It was this other individual's idea. We need to give credit where credit is due. So my final thought here is let's become content with what God has given to us materially, both in amount and in quality. Let's rejoice when we reflect on our covenant relationship with God, because it is he who gives us the ability to create wealth. And, you know, I just want to stop there for a second. God gives some people the ability to create much larger sums of wealth than other people. And we need to be content with that. We need to be okay with it that some people just seems like whatever they have turns to gold. Uh, we may not be that way, but we need to be content with that. And we need to be okay with God's provision for us. So I'm going to continue reading now who gives us the ability to create wealth and rewards us according to the abilities he has given us. So let's trust God's sovereignty regarding his provision for us. Let's present our work product faithfully and honestly. Let's give credit where credit is due. Let's be careful not to move an ancient boundary stone. Let's not steal. Now, in our next episode, next week, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, and we're going to look at this idea that competence wins every time. So until uh, next week, I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business, and I hope that you'll come back next week for our next episode on competence. Until then, I hope you go out and make it a great week. Take care.